systems are offline. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. The Pat and AJ Podcast. Well, because they got great banter. They jib-jab. Jib-jab, jib-jab, jib-jab. Pat and AJ. I feel like the conversation we've been having in the last five minutes is a lot more interesting than the shit they're talking about on the radio. Just moronic commentary and stupid sound effects, and it's just dumb. It doesn't make any sense. It's the Pat and AJ Podcast. I know, um, back in the day, kids, for the most part, like, we... We had them for labor. That and because we hadn't figured out how to bang and not have them yet, right? But mainly, you hear all these stories about the farmers. Yeah, that's why they had yeah, you know, kids. eight kids, because they worked the farm. And then even when I was getting my master's in the whole social work field, you learned about the beginnings of the modern social welfare system. And it's because we literally started just selling kids to farmers. Like ah. the, the farmers were like, we didn't bang enough. We didn't have enough kids. And then we'd say, well, we got these, all these orphans from New York City because, you know, it's 1901 and no one wants to actually take care of their kids. So we would just ship them out to farmers and then the farmers would be like, yay, labor. My child would not have survived in that economy. No. This kid is outside right now. Like, I'm, I'm getting ready to record our, our podcast. My child is outside tending to the one fruit bearing tree we have on our property. Like we live in southern Arizona, right? So now is the time when all these fruit-bearing trees usually have um, all the They're goods. They're plentiful. They're ready to go, right? And I don't even know what the fuck it is. Isn't that the weird part? They're lemons. Are they lemons? Do we yes. know that for a fact that they're pure lemons? Oh, my God. Do you not remember? We made a video of us cutting into one of them I know we did, but I still feel like there's so many variations. No, especially now that I stole a tangerine from a neighbor's tree. I know those are lemons. And damn, those tangerines were good. <laughs> It's so funny, you guys. There are people. There are people on the next door app, on Facebook, on the Tucson Classifieds, literally saying, my tree is dropping a bunch of fruit. Come, take come this, to my house right? and pick it up. They're like, you might need a ladder if you want to pick off the tree, but just come get all this fruit. There are, there are, um, there, what do they call them? Uh, food banks that will take your fruit here. Oh, sure, yeah. All your fruit trees. Because who doesn't want a Christmas dinner with tangerines? Right? I would. That's how you know, like, you're on tough times. You're like, oh, shit. The tangerines It's all are local good. fruit that mom got from the pantry. It's, Fuck. The tangerines are good. The lemons, <laughs> I mean, lemons are lemons. What are you going to do with them, you know? We haven't figured out the tourist economy yet. See, Hawaiians do the same thing, except all they do is put a little stand in front of their house, and it goes, fresh Hawaiian fruit, $5, put the put the five biller in the in the box. Yeah. And all these tourists are just giddy. Yeah, to buy this fruit, like yeah. fresh local fruit. And they don't Arizonans, shit, yeah. we don't quite have that economy yet, right? No. So our son is out there tending to the one fruit bearing, perhaps lemon tree that we have, which right now I'd say after the uh, last two years of a uh, monsoon season here in Arizona is it's kind of pumping out a lot of fruit, right? Yes. Again, plentiful. Yeah. A plentiful harvest. Last year wasn't as many, and as they dropped, they would drop like one or two or three at a time, and I would go out there, and I'd grab them, and I'd put them in this little dish that we would have, and every once in a while, someone would use one, and then if they started to go bad, I would just pitch them. Most of them went bad. <laughs> and I don't know what the hell happened this year, but I looked out one day, and it was like the entire bush Overnight. was filled with these yellow lemons, and then the next day, I looked outside, and they had all dropped to the ground. It's crazy. We've never had a fruit tree. We've never lived in a climate right? where you can have a fruit tree. This is wild. I love so it. I sit there, and of course, instead of doing this myself, like, you know, my ancestors, 
the farmers. I said, where's a child to do my labor, right? <laughs> like, I'm dealing with bigger issues. I'm trying to figure out how to pay the mortgage on the farm. You go do the labor on the farm. So I tell my son here on the Sunday, this is a Sunday we're recording this. I go, hey, dude, do me a favor. Why don't you head out there sometime today before the sun goes down? All that, you know, fruit that dropped, just put it in this little container here. No big deal. If it makes you feel better, the sun does go down very early here still it in, is. in the winter, even though no it's not No time change, but we're a straight 12 up, 12 down, and that just varies by when. Yeah, it's about the 10 to 5 right now, the sun, and the sun right. is about almost gone. So my son is out back gathering this fruit, and I, I, I kid you not, you would think that he is maybe a current Chinese 11-year-old working in an Apple iPhone factory. <laughs> I hear the grunting. I hear the ow, ow, which obviously means that he's running into thorns. and. Well, again, I will say. <laughs> That's even- the reason why I'm not quite sure it's a lemon tree, because I don't know if lemon bushes have that kind of protection of thorns. Every, but I've said that. Every single plant here, even if it looks harmless. They want to kill you. They want to hurt you. Like, I have not come across a bush that doesn't have thorns yet. Everything does. In fact, let me look this up. So I'm sitting out there, you know. Like I said, I sent him out there to to do the the daily chore of plow the field, right? To go out there and just grab all these lemons and put them into one spot. And I, it's, I, it's just absolutely hilarious hearing like an actual soundtrack of sound effects come from the backyard. It is a lemon bush. And yes, lemon bushes oh, and shit. trees can have thorns. Get fucked. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> me to get fucked. Learn something new today. See, we're educational. <laughs> I'm going to tag this 174th episode with science. 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 And uh, what else? What's uh, what's farming called? What's it called? Agriculture. Agriculture. Today's guest will be Neil deGrasse Tyson. Today's show brought to you by agriculture. And, well, pa- and Paul Newman's own. And Paul Newman's <laughs> never taking profit from anyone, right? Uh, no, welcome on in, everyone. It is the 174th episode of the Pat and AJ podcast. We appreciate you so much being here. We know as we're sitting here talking about fresh fruit and stuff like that, majority of the folks that may check in, uh, with us come from the cold weather states of Michigan and Wisconsin and uh, all the likes. And right now for you, it is very much opposite the fruit season. We know the snow is there. Um, in fact, we have what we call the annual refugees coming down ne- next week. Yes, we which do. Which is AJ's uh, 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 cousin and his child and your aunt. And these are all Minnesota, Wisconsin folks who are currently. Are ready to get the hell out of the You winter. know, they're, they're, they're entering into those deep. I mean, and, and this isn't the real suck months, by the way. We all know the real suck months come in January and February, yeah. especially the earlier your football team gets knocked out of contention, yes. which, by the way, Packers, welcome to the Bears world this year. How's it feel? How's it uh, feel? How's it feel? No, that you're not going to, there's like, it's all going to be over soon. But like once they're, once you're done doing your thing, whether it's uh, Christmas or the football, it's dark. There's nothing going on. Well, that's the thing. It is, it is dark this time of year, but we yeah. all have the holidays to look forward to. Once that's over, on. it sucks. It was 72 today, you guys. It was like, it was balmy here in Arizona. So we have, uh, you know, AJ's family coming down because obviously they're trying to get a little sunshine in before. Well, you they know. came this time last year, and I think yeah. they realized how great it is. <laughs> so welcome on into the poll. It'll be nice. So we know we, we talk about fruit and our child out there working the fields for a whopping seven minutes. Uh, that you're thinking, man, I'm outside shoveling. Sorry about that. But here's a well, juxtaposition, though. Let me tell you real Go quick. Ahead. I, I do have a selling point for Arizona. Go ahead. Because a lot of people say, I don't want to live in the desert. It's too hot. Yes, it is hot in the summer. But It's I have, only three months. It's only three months. It's shorter than your winter, it, I promise. And I've also realized we have every single season in this state. We, If you want snow 
It's an hour and a half to Mount Lemmon. And I, when I say that, it's in Tucson. It just takes that long to drive up the mountain. But there is a town called Winter Haven that is snowed in and decorated for Christmas. So you can get snow here. We do get seasons. We people, do. Uh, people chase it down. I, I definitely have my fair share of folks that I interact with who speak of heading up north to the um uh, Areas like Flagstaff. My therapist is up north, yeah. and she is looking. She's coming to Tucson yeah. for Christmas, and she said, "I'm looking forward to it because it's warmer there." I was going to say Prescott; those yeah. areas, or I think it's Prescott. Um, is it really? There's there's a northern Arizona culture that you can escape to, but let me tell you, as a Midwestern boy, equating snow with the holiday and all that it is definitely a little weird and we've talked about this for years to engage in this season when you don't have those traditional visual triggers it is hilarious to see people have like inflatable snowmen in their yard here when you will never see snow on the ground now this was kind of by design because we started spending our christmases outside of the snow-laden town after my mom died. My mom died in 2018, St. Patrick's Day, and right? We had been we had been celebrating holidays at home for years because she really was not well enough to travel, so we would bring her over, we wouldn't go anywhere. And once she died, we were like, "All right, let's get out this bitch." And we, we 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 very much were like, "We just don't want to deal with this." So we, you know, did a few Christmases in Hawaii, then obviously we move out here to Arizona, and I figured it would take some time. I shit you not. I figured it would take some time. But it finally happened, I mean, at least for me, but uh, kind of semi-missing, <gasps> like Christmas Shut music, the Christmas cheer, all the things that I don't think many people associated with me, right? Absolutely not. You were a Grinch for a real long time. I really was. I hated this shit so much. I hated the holidays. He hated it when his mom was alive, oh, and he fuck. hated it after she died. I did. I'm like, that, once she dies, maybe he'll enjoy the no, holidays. No, no, hating him. Just, you, you just got to understand, and I'm, I'm not trying to sit here and lay out all my problems, but listen, they were never joyous times for me. They were just stressful. They were times of stress. You know, the family environment I had, while it wasn't like fucking Ike and Tina Turner, it also wasn't like, you know, the most joyous place in the world, and it was just never, I didn't have these fucking memories of just things being so great. So when, you know, you kind of, and, and here's the other problem too, is that I trafficked in a while. I trafficked in joy. When you worked in the the radio field like we did, and this is all the way back to like when I was a regular wacky nighttime DJ playing the hits yeah, and doing a countdown. Yeah, this is not just radio stations that yeah. play Christmas music. Like the Christmas thing is all around. Whether you're a hip hop station, you're playing a hip hop uh, uh, Christmas song, or you're a top forty station, you're doing a top forty Christmas song, or you're doing holiday drives. You know, like you really were in the midst of all these holidays. So even as my professional career grew up, I was like, "Fuck, I'm still in the middle of this goddamn Christmas thing every year." We did say the other day I was doing dishes, and Pat was he turned on White Christmas. Great movie. I know every word to every song, but I'm like, you know what? I mean, I have put it on because me and you were like testy with each other, and I know how much you love that movie from your childhood. So I I said, let me put on White Christmas, and then she'll be like, okay, Pat obviously is trying to make nice. I mean, if you really get me high and let me act the movie out, I'll do it because I can. I can dance. I can sing. Anyways, but yeah, he turned on White Christmas, and I I was washing dishes, and I go, you know what? 
kind of miss playing Christmas music on the radio because even if you were in a mood, even if you were in a shitty mood about the holidays, it's almost like you were so immersed in Christmas beyond your control that you started to enjoy it. And I, mean, I we kind of, we, and Pat agreed. He's like, I kind of miss it. I kind of miss that shit, man. I do. I turned on a Sia Christmas song the other day just because we always played it on the radio station. It's a good song. Uh, Just what, I don't even know what it's called. It's just Sia, you know, yelling about something. It's it's a candy stick lane, isn't it? I don't know. I love Sia. Just, she's hard to understand sometimes, but Um, I like that song. Yeah. She did a whole Christmas album. It is hard to get. Santa's coming for us. Yes. That's it. That's it. What's What's it? Hot chocolate somewhere. The in there. song shouldn't have started right here. This is going to be the old radio guy in me. Yep. Not that she needed it to be a hit on the radio. No, no one gives a fuck. She doesn't need us. <laughs> all this beginning, this should all be fucking cut, and yep. the the song should start now. Here you go. Here you go. Everybody, is fucking K one hundred playing all holiday hits, shoving ginger up your asshole with Sia. Santa's coming for us. That's it. that. That's how it should have been done. Go to the website to win a free turkey and a Christmas tree. Fucking free turkeys for you from K one hundred two. Just like that. Um, this was a good song. Yeah, this is a great. That song, song could have been. You take out the jingle bells on this. This is a a regular pop. I song. agree. But I that's mean, because Sia can like literally. She can. She has. She has pop, pop pop songs, pop songs yeah. that are amazing. She takes a dump and it's a hit. She's pop like, song. look at this. She's amazing. <laughs> But I swear to Christ, man, and, and, and the weird part is, yeah, like AJ said, the last couple of years when, when, when we worked in a, what they call an adult contemporary station, that's traditionally the stations that uh, adopted the Christmas format. Now, the Christmas format is guaranteed broadcasting somewhere, wherever you're listening to. There's a radio station that's gone wall-to-wall Christmas, right? And it's all Christmas all the time. And I'll tell you the dirty little sneaker behind this. It's because I'd say prior to the last couple of years, it was a guaranteed ratings, which equals revenue winner. Yeah. Okay. It was a guaranteed way to elevate your ratings to a huge status. The, I mean, the old saying used to be something was Santa will always win, right? Like yeah. Santa's hard to beat. Um, and, and I say a couple years ago because with the advent of streaming and, and, and just the way we do everything now, Christmas music is less exclusive. Yeah. You can open well, up. just in general, that's why radio is going to die because we, well, yeah, everything we have is, music is more available, right? You don't have to sit through a shitty song to get to a song you like. Man, there's a cat behind you. It's about to fall out of a I closet. Know because he's can, fucking- you, can you yank that cat and <laughs> just yank him by the scruff? I know. There's wrapping yank, paper. No, in yeah, there. just go in there. Yank him like that. There you go. Be, be mama cat. There you go. Thank you. Close that. All right. Close the other one. All right, all right, all right. There we go. We got the cat out of here. Thank you very much. On, it's very distracting, on. folks. I know what it is. He's messing around. Man. Okay, we don't have time. For this. Mess shit up. Let's go back to playing. See ya. Hold on. We'll wait. We'll be right back. AJ has to, 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 to this music musical break. All right. All right. Um, so the last couple of years, right? We were doing this this Santa format, and um, as much as it's uh, it's still not a a guaranteed ratings and revenue winner for a lot of folks out there doing traditional broadcasting. It happens a lot, um, and, and and we were caught up in it. And it was unpopular for people to say they loved the wall-to-wall Christmas Wasn't that music. weird? I, yeah. I, I did feel like, I shit you not, when, when our radio station that we worked at, because they had previously been the Christmas station. Yeah. And then I guess they took their pedal off that, and they said, you know what, we're trying to change a, a, a few image things. 
So we're going to go ahead and uh, surrender Santa, right? We surrender Santa to another station, and we're going to keep our image of what we're doing. And then, like anything else, when you start figuring out, uh uh-oh, we need more nickels and dimes. We have to make more money. They're like, you know what? Santa's coming back. Yep. Santa's back. Come on, baby. He is coming. Santa's coming. And the people who are loudest, much like, you know, just everyday life, are the ones who hate (laughs) stuff. And, and and we were always like, man, like the reaction online yeah. was so bad. And there was always like one person in there that would say, oh, I love it. You, but then our ratings would come in and they're we, fucking huge. we won. They're huge. Do you remember when they were actually bringing it back and they sat us down to, tell, to like tell us? Yes. And I mean, I kid you not. This is like they treated it with the seriousness of what the uh, Navy SEAL Team 6 must have been informed when they were going to look for uh, Bin Laden. They were like, guys, we got something for you. I want you to keep this just, you know, between us. We're going to really need you guys to kind of get on board. But um, we're going to go ahead and become a Christmas station again this year. All right? So, Pat, I I know. No, no, Pat, I I, I know. I shit you not. They- you would have thought that they were about to burn the building down with yeah. us in it. It was such a serious announcement, and we were always like, oh. I was like, okay. okay. Like, I mean, you guys, you know, you signed the paycheck, so whatever. And I was kind of, to be honest, kind of going to get a kick out of it because I said, are you telling me the guy who hates Christmas now has to be an ambassador, not just like loosely affiliated by doing like a, like, you know, some charity no, stuff, you had to which be father is, Christmas. yeah, which is fulfilling. That's the fulfilling side of it. But I had to be the guy banging that gong and just fucking Christmas time and dealing with all the Christmas hate of the people that said, Hey, yesterday you were playing three doors down. What the hell happened? I'll tell you though. You know what? Your hatred of the holidays was kind of a nice buffer when we were playing Christmas music because you would come out of a Christmas song and, like, make a ridiculous joke. Or Because well, a lot of it is kind of, you know. You mean, like, the Snoopy song? So, oh, the Snoopy song. Yeah. Well, that one's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it's just a lot of the... Listen! It's the it's, most this song would end and Pat would be like, is it, though? Is it really is it the, the most, most wonderful, wonderful time of the year? I mean, it's let's, really let's stressful. Really think about it. What if your dog died on December 23rd one year, right? You it did. got hit by a car, yes. and that car was driven by Santa. You <laughs> got hit by a sleigh. No, you're, you were a good buffer. But I'll tell you, I had great Christmas memories growing up. Christmas was I was going to say, can you please counter me? Yes. Be, 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 because I feel like for like the weird uh, feelings that I had attached to it, you had the opposite. You had like that... Like dad was Clark Griswold. He got yes. the Christmas bonus. He he bought all the fucking cool pro, you know, toys day, okay, for you. Okay, okay. The day after Thanksgiving was put the tree up day. And that was super exciting. It was also super exciting if like we had to go out and get stuff for the tree. Like some some years we didn't get anything new, but when you had to go out to like one of those stores, like Menards and mm-hmm. shit and get all this cool Christmas <laughs> shit, it was awesome. So you put the tree up. We would go see a Christmas carol at the Pabst Theater in Milwaukee. Holy shit, I forgot that. We did that I, every I, year. I, I did that one time with you guys. I loved it. I forgot, and, and that's when I was like, they're the Griswolds. Like, yeah. like, they do this stuff every year. Yeah, and then Christmas Day would be at my grandma's house. Yeah. It was a huge Christmas, big dinner, presents, everything. Everybody loved Christmas in my family. But I'll tell you where that, that, becomes, a pro, that becomes problematic. It becomes problematic when... People hold on to that shit, and it doesn't come to fruition again. And this is what I'm saying. You mean like the recreation? Yeah. So my dad is 
having a hard time this year because um, if you listen to a previous podcast, he had part of his leg taken off because, you know, diabetes. Yeah. Unmanaged He's diabetes. Lieutenant Dan. He He's ain't Lieutenant got no Dan. legs. He ain't got no it, Literally, they took it off, like, below the knees. So, like, it's not just so, the yeah, foot. I mean, I mean, I would assume anyone would, would think, yes, he's going to be, this is going to be a rougher holiday season yes. than most because you, you, you lost a leg. Yes. He said, he told me that family was going to come over on Christmas to their house because, you know, my parents are both disabled. That's mm-hmm. just the way it is. Is he home, your dad, by the he way? He will be. Okay. But he also said the other day, he goes, okay, I guess not. I guess nobody's coming over for Christmas. It's a huge bummer. He loves Christmas, and every year he's trying to recreate this stuff, and it's not happening anymore. And he gets really depressed about it. Yeah. So I'm kind of glad that we don't have any Christmas traditions because we don't have anything to, like, we don't have any FOMO. Like, there's no fear of missing out. I suppose. That's kind of like, um... I mean, I, we just kind of do whatever for Christmas now. Especially, I, I have to work on Christmas. No complaints. Triple time, guys. I was going to say, you care. have now like one of those sweet union gigs. And I work like, from home, too. You're like, send so. me in on all that shit. Yeah, I, get, I can have breakfast and watch my kid open presents in the middle of working. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I guess it is a little bit like the old, I remember there's as a There's no expectation. Yeah, I remember as a kid, right? Distinctively as a kid. This is my analogy. As a kid growing up when I did, born in 78, uh, uh, you know, parents uh, divorced. So it was a little bit early in that game. Not everyone's parents were uh, divorced yet. I always remember people. That didn't happen until the 90s. Yeah, right? Uh, people would, would, would always somehow give you the whole, oh, aren't you sad you don't have a dad around? Oh, you're missing out on this and that. And I would always say, Dude, my dad was Audi before I was one year old. You never knew what you were missing. I don't have any, uh, my memory, like, this is just all I know. And people never got that. Like, they were always waiting for me to be like, oh. They were always waiting for you to cry about it. And I understand on the flip then how were some people, let's say you were 15 or 16 years old, when one day dad just picked up and, like, walked out of the picture. You now know what that looked like, and now you no longer have it, and oh my goodness, there comes all the cracks. With the Christmas analogy to put that forward, if you have those memories and you did all that shit and then now all of a sudden you don't for whatever reason, right? It's got to be like, I know what I lost. The hardest year for me and like when it was obviously, you know, when our son was little, we would make the Christmas rounds. We oh, would go. Those are the worst. We'd go to Chicago for a oh. few days. Stay till Christmas Eve, then we'd leave Christmas Eve, go to my parents Man, for Christmas Day. Listen, my heart goes out to everyone, and I know there's so many of you, it's especially of work, in guys. the Midwest with the weather. Yeah. It's listen, a bitch. It's a huge bitch. I know a lot of you right now because you got the little ones. You're going to have to pack them all up on, on a Christmas Eve, and you got to go. And a whole thing. It's, it's, it's a it's, production. It's a Griswold National Lampoon's vacation. The first oh. year that it was hard for me, but it actually helped me get over the expectations of Christmas, was I think it was 2016 or 17. Okay. Um, my Unfortunately, we had an addiction problem in my family. Not with mm-hmm. me, but somebody else. <laughs> I got Leecha to qualify, not me. It wasn't me. Uh, that's past. That's past, AJ. We're, we're <laughs> gone with that AJ. That AJ's dead and gone. You're wondering Wasn't to me. develop me But there time. was an addiction issue in my family, yeah. and I basically said, I'm not bringing my kid home for Christmas unless you get some fucking help now. Oh, so you did some leveraging. It was leveraging. an ultimatum, yeah. You did some and, leveraging. And it was the first Christmas I hadn't spent with my family in my entire life. And yeah. I remember crying in the bathroom. because I Oh, just, shit. Huh. I felt, because your mom was there. Okay. She was at our house. But I just felt so bad that I wasn't home with my parents.
Yeah. So this is 2016. 2016 or 17. I think it might have been 17. Because 2016, we went to uh, Iowa for Thanksgiving. Yes. For the pre-Thanksgiving. Yeah. So was it that one? No, I think it was 2017. It was 20- oh, yeah. Then that's when the whole family busted up, too. Because like every good American family, everyone fought over the 2016 election. Yeah. So that you had a double whammy going on. Yeah, we See, had, this is what I'm yeah. talking about. But, but that was nice. It was a good... I needed that year to grieve the loss of my past Christmas experiences and start creating new ones, which we did. And it was fine. We, I was going to say... We went to Hawaii a few years for Christmas. And now we just... We don't have any expectations. We don't really plan a huge meal. I mean, we're just kind of laid back about it. Did a Christmas lasagna one year? Hell yeah. Remember we that? should do a Christmas lasagna this year. <laughs> Shit, dude. Let's, didn't you and I... What? Did, random memory. Didn't you and what? I at like midnight last night both say we wanted lasagna? Yeah. No, yeah. he no, kissed you said, me before bed and I said... Yeah. You smell like lasagna. You smell good. He goes, well, now I want lasagna. Now I'm I want like, lasagna. I want lasagna. Like, I want lasagna. <laughs> yeah, we have done our own. I mean, I mean, once you kind of go to- Make your own traditions. Once you go to Hawaii, right? And you kind of break yourself from all the everything, right? Like, it's so, it's such a different place. It's a different environment, yeah. Um, and now living in Arizona, again, you don't have those traditional markers of the snow and the weather and all that. And like you said, it's 72 and kind of sunny and we can walk around today. It's also like shit's happening around here. Yeah. Like Christmas Day, and, and understandable. Like, almost everything's closed. Same around here. But you can go outside and hike in the mountains if you want. Like, there are things happening that you can go do outside. Yeah. It's not just jump from house to house because the weather's bad and have a meal and open presents. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. I'm kind Make of... Make your um, own traditions. Don't don't put expectations on yourself or your family to recreate shit. Start doing it on your own. It will be a lot less stressful. You know, it's, it's, it's weird when you start, you know, just realizing, oh, man... Could do my own thing. Yeah. Right? There's a lot of people listening who are like, fuck you, no, I can't. You haven't met my mother in law, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Well, that's right? part of the issue is that um Pat's mom is dead. So yeah, we, it's we very don't deal easy. With that. Once people start dying, it's a lot easier. Pat's folks. dad, we've never spent Christmas with him, so he has no expectations with that. Yeah. He's also um not in good shape. So, you know, that's just my and my parents are continuously in bad shape. So, although my dad, oh my god, my dad totally guilted me to come home for Christmas. Did he? He was like trying. He literally offered to pay for it, which I was like, "You don't. You no. You can't. You're on a fixed income. You're on a fixed income. You yeah. I, yeah. I we have full time. Did jobs he offer to pay house. for a Greyhound bus ticket? No, he offered to pay six for days. a plane ticket. It'll take six days going across. It'll be quicker to drive. It would be quicker, quicker to drive. Um, but yeah, he was trying to guilt me into coming home because he's like, nobody's coming over for Christmas. Uh, and I was kind of like, where's that disconnect where one day about, everybody's coming how about over this? and where's the next his, day. How about this? Let me finish. Go ahead. Oh my gosh. Go ahead. You just interrupt. I said, where's the disconnect from everybody's coming over for Christmas to within hours, nobody's coming over for Christmas. I like don't that's know. a big, where, what happened there? Why doesn't he start with the fucking people who live in Milwaukee? Why don't you call them before you call my wife to fly her across the goddamn country? You're totally country? missing what I'm saying. All the Milwaukee family was supposed to come over and then they weren't. So he's guilty me yeah, yeah, yeah. to come home. And he's like, well, because, because I work remotely. So he's like, you can work from here. I said, oh, you have that going for you. Yeah. I was like, great. What's your Wi-Fi password? He goes, I don't know. But hold and on. I'm like, then I can't work from your house. And that's Remember last time you were going to work on the road when we were going to go visit my dad, but the dog got sick, so you stayed home? True story. 
Um, you had your super secret uh, um, George Soros media internet box. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, but I still need an, a Wi-Fi connection. Remember how like your work like like didn't trust the Iowa internet? No, I didn't trust the Iowa internet. So I they were sending you with now. your own super secret internet. So, yeah, I have you know. super, super secret internet over there. <laughs> you still need a Wi-Fi password. Super secret internet on top of the regular internet He's just like, to what? pump out that news. I'm like, we can't come up. I work. I'm like, and then our son, two days after Christmas, is getting his wisdom teeth out. He goes... Well, have him recover up here. I said, you want me to put my kid on a plane? That's real fun. The day after he gets his wisdom teeth out? Are you out of your damn mind? You know mind? when your mouth's, all puffed, your mouth's all puffed up and you can like barely feel your face well, Yeah, still. let's change the pressure in the cabin yeah, at that moment. That's but, funny. But I feel bad. I do feel but, bad. I mean, I, but, but I legit, and I know you're sitting there like, you're not listening to me. And blah, blah, blah. Like, I know there are legitimate, I feel like there's other people way more accessible than you yeah. um, that can be reached out to. You Absolutely. know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's just weird for but it I to come your way. I think all those people that were accessible are all of a sudden not coming over which i'm just again stop with the expectations that's true i mean stop it, it because you're weird. disappointing yourself now i was gonna say it is weird that then you know maybe he thinks he can't have a happy christmas a he merry can't. christmas yeah, he doesn't think he can without a house full of people without without those infrastructures yeah and and the sucky part is again they're both disabled so it's not like they're not cooking the meal yeah they're i mean they're just opening the door so this is <laughs> a lot. They've ascended to the point where you just open the door. Yes. What are you doing? Nothing. Just hang, hanging out here in my chair. It's actually very much what happened uh, at your dad's house for Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I guys, was, we have to, we have to say this. It's so amazing. I think we did. Didn't we talk about yeah, it? Yeah, but we weren't. On a, on we a weren't sure podcast? if it was true or not. We had gotten a text from Pat's brother, yeah. half brother. Um, do you do you mind half brother brother? Do you give a shit? Don't care. I mean, whatever's Siblings, quickest. Yeah, brother. Um, we got a text from Pat's brother. Basically, they were all invited over to Pat's dad's house for Thanksgiving. Now, Pat's dad had a stroke earlier this year, and he had just come home. But they were all invited over. He said, there was no food. We brought a pie. Yeah. And that was it. And on the podcast, we were joking. We're like, was this like a miscommunication? Or, like, did they just stop over for a quick visit with a pie? Or did they come over expecting a meal and there wasn't one? Turns out, we did ask. They came over expecting a meal, and there was no food. Yeah, that's right. At my, all. My my dad's wife didn't plan a meal. No, she claimed he wasn't hungry. It's all right. No which one's I'm hungry. like, well, maybe somebody else so is. So they, they ascended to the point where they just invite you over. You do the rest yourself. And that's part of the problem See, with my you parents know is it's a lot I of work for say, everybody else. Your dad's done that a lot, but your dad, back when he had the financial means, when he was still working, he would buy the problem away because your dad would then buy all the food. Yeah, he just have a so, catered. So, yeah, yeah, your dad would like either buy a shit ton of pizzas from, I shit you not, a pizza joint that was on the opposite side of the city because yeah. it was because it was the family's. It was fa- it's our family pizza joint. So I shit you not. Every big gathering for AJ's side, we'd all show up, and eventually someone would leave and say, "I'm going to get the pizza for an hour." They'd return an hour and a half later yeah. with the food, and it was because they'd order. But but it, again, you didn't have to cook, yeah. right? Someone just had to drive, and then you went, you drove, you you picked it up, or he would have it catered by someone else. The fact is, not a lot of slaving over a hot stove, no, by either your dad or your mom. Well, and, and I know he said that like the family was going to bring food. 
They were going to bring food either done or to cook there. Yeah. And I was just like, you have to understand that's so much work for other people. You ever done that? Gone to someone's house and, and like, cooked there and like, like, like cooking your meal. Like you're not like helping them is one thing. Oh, you need some help. Yeah. yeah I'll help you. Or dice bringing up. food that's already done. Is yes. Like different yeah. That's yeah, one thing. That's just fine. pop this in the oven for like 20 minutes. Cook, no, bringing shit to cook oh, at somebody else's house the is the worst. It's the worst. You don't know where anything is. You are, you feel no. like you're in the way the entire time. You're, you're making a big mess. Everything takes twice as long. And then it's not clear who cleans up the mess. Do you clean it up or does yeah. the owner of the house? It's very awkward. So, but that's what I kept telling him. I'm like, stop having expectations for this big family Clark Griswold Christmas <laughs> and you won't be disappointed. Like we can, I, I told him, I'm like, we visited twice this year already. Just because it wasn't on Christmas doesn't mean it was any less meaningful. Hey man, the theoretical birthday of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If you're not there for that. Then where are you really at, right? Happy birthday, Jesus. Uh, you know, I don't know why. Maybe perhaps because I'm out in my own little bubble, but I just feel like it's easier for me to consume Christmas media. And I shit you not, besides just the music, which has been happening, but I mean, ask AJ. He's playing Christmas music. I'm playing right like I'll He's s- watching Christmas movies. He's playing music, like, <laughs> unprovoked. I sit down to do my little notes, my paperwork for, you know, my uh, therapy business. I was taking and- a shit the other day. <laughs> and through the, and, and through the wall, oh, I heard Christmas God. music. And I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, I'm listening to Christmas music while I do my notes. Listen, I'm sitting there. I, I, I got my Spotify Christmas mix going on. Okay. <gasps> you guys should have seen it. And I feel like we should recreate it for a video. What's that? He was so high the other night. He came in the bedroom <laughs> playing that stupid Snoopy Red Baron song. Oh, the Christmas Bears Bells. Yeah, that. Hold on, it's a Snoopy song, but so it's weird. but it's actually it's it's a true story of like a World War One uh, air battle. It's fine. It's still a really weird song. Yeah, no, absolutely. But Listen, he, he came in the bedroom playing this song and starts like he starts doing like this interpretive dance to it. And it was really good, actually. Like, I was you. entertained. I was sitting there like, keep going. This is fine. See, I was, I was meant to be Santa. This is, you know, I don't have ratings anymore to worry about. Well, I, I also, AJ. I think part of it is your new career, too, because you have said in so many words that people get very stressed around the holidays. Yeah, I'm, uh, let's, like, let's Pat's, put it. Pat's working really hard right now. I was going to say, put it like this. There isn't a lot of open slots on the roster at the no, moment. Okay, he, he literally has said he's opened up slots because people are so stressed about the holidays. They it's want therapy. Yeah. So I, I think you're just in a different world now. You're hearing everybody's holiday bitching. <laughs> and you're like, well, this so is I'm a like, bummer. I'm like, it ain't that bad, man. Just put on some Christmas Take tunes. Put on a Christmas story. Dude, we watch the new Christmas story. Oh, you. you guys, if you haven't watched the new Christmas story, you need to watch it. It is so much. It's member berries. It makes you warm and, and fuzzy and amazing. It's kind of like I was just telling AJ and uh, when we were walking outside, I don't know how we got on the subject, but it's about the, uh, the new matrix, the new matrix part four that came out that some people watched, some people didn't. And I was explaining it to AJ where I said, listen, it knows how to sprinkle in the right amount of callback to the original to make yeah. you go, Ooh, that's, that's what you want. Yeah, that's what you want. That's the stuff in the original. It's the same thing that Star Wars did with The Force Awakens. We gave you Han Solo and Chewie back on the Millennium Falcon. It's the same thing that the Ghostbusters movies did. They brought back the ghost of Egon and shit. This, a Christmas story story. It was so amazing. It's so great. It's fucking amazing. And it's hilarious. I mean, it, HBO Max, right? I think so, yeah. yeah. It's so great. I mean, it just... There was only one moment that got me all verklempt, and I think, you know, it's just, it's a season of life I'm in right now where, you know, 
parents yeah. and, the and main, relatives are dying. And when the main storyline is that Ralphie's dead, uh, uh, dad is now dead. Uh, at Christmas. And your father is literally in the hospital getting his leg amputated around Christmas. Yeah, I did I cry. Can, I can imagine you draw a few conclusions between triggering. the two. I'm just at an age where I'm waiting yes. for those phone calls. But aside It was the from same that, way I felt when I watched Godzilla. Oh, yeah, I bet. That must have been really hard for you. It really made me think back that time that I watched my mother battle. A 200-foot-tall monster from Japan. <laughs> but it was a really great... Like, they don't dwell on the fact that his dad's dead, which I liked. I was afraid the whole movie was going to be yeah, a bummer. No, it's just like... A, it's, it's, it's a part thread. of the story. It's a thread. It's yeah, a thread. Yeah, but it's an excellent movie, and yeah. you should watch it, and I'm it's, telling you, you'll love it. I watched that. I'm watching the... Uh, what is it? The original one. We should watch White Christmas. I really could sit down I and watch I White Christmas for the first time, or at least part of it, trying to get on AJ's good side after being an asshole. What else? I watched... Uh, Part of night, I, I watched part of uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I didn't get to Cousin Eddie though. I checked out before Which Cousin really Eddie. Really is kind of what we're all waiting for is the RV to pull in. It's like the best part of the movie, right? Um, I started but did not finish. Oh yeah, Harold and Kumar, three D Christmas. Okay, stay with me here, folks. I know my wife. Fucking as soon as I bring up these dumb movies. Like she, Harold her and Kumar eyes, just does nothing for her me. Her eyes glaze so fast, and this is simply because she was traumatized by her father, and he made her watch a Naked Gun forty-seven times in one summer <laughs> once. So she doesn't like those kind of films. But I said, "There's this under the radar Harold and Kumar film that's not like the. Of course, they had the original, right? They go to White Castle. Yeah. A couple stoners go to White Castle. They had a very bad follow up, which was something about them in Guantanamo Bay. Yeah, no boy. Bueno. Don't know how that happened. And after that, I think it was kind of concluded, it's over, right? Yes, we're the, done. The one guy goes on to work in the fucking White House. Yeah. Like, they go on to have these great- Like, in real life. Like, in <laughs> real life. Like, goes on to have these great careers. And then out of nowhere, it was like the film, the original, got catapulted to cult status. Yes. Harold and Kumar are definitely cult right? status. Right. And, and, and I think it got even funnier because, if you don't remember, in the original, there's this whole thread about Neil Patrick Harris playing himself. Which is awesome, because he's awesome. As a, f- this is the only way to put it, as the biggest pussy hound playboy. <laughs> Basically the totally opposite yes, of so, what he is as a person. And in, I believe at that time, it was before he it as a out. person had come out. So we're all watching as like Doogie Hauser going, holy shit, this is hilarious watching Neil Patrick Harris do nothing but like cocaine bumps and hookers all night long in this film. Female hookers. Female, yeah. Female <laughs> hookers, right? Now, since that original, uh, he had come out, he had a whole second career with yeah. uh, How I Met Your Mother character, a whole new thing. So this film is like, I felt like they all got bored and famous enough to be like, we can get it funded, so let's make this film. And it's a Christmas film where these two, it's so beautiful. One is grown up. Right, he's got a family and a job. He's got the all the like the Christmas shit your dad wants. Yeah, and the other one is doing the Pat and AJ Renegade Christmas. He's yeah. still stuck in his twenties, and it's all about these two friends having to interact again after not interacting and it's Christmassy and funny. And then there's Neil Patrick Harris again. I can't uh, remember if he's a cockhound in this one. Is he still a pussy? I think a so. I can't tell. Maybe both. It's a great, it's it's a funny film. Do you know what movie I do want to watch just because it scarred my childhood? Silent Night, Deadly Night. I have always seen the, um, I remember specifically always seeing the VHS cover 
when I would go to the video store yes. with my mom. It was in the horror section. And always. there was nothing, nothing more sacrilegious for a Christian conservative family growing up like mine than to see a horror <laughs> Christmas. My mom wouldn't even let me like, like she, she didn't even want, want, want me to walk past see, it. I was going to say, she was I like, don't, blasphemy! I don't remember even being able to pick up the VHS cassette, but I remember just the logo. It was like the top of the, uh, it was the a chimney. chimney. Yes. And was there like a hatchet or like a bloody boot? But there was something like that. Yeah. But I remember, yeah, I don't remember being able to pick it up either. Uh, we were at Christmas. So we had a separate Christmas at my, my other grandma's house because she lived, uh, uh, in a su- Chicago suburb. So we all had to gather there from where we lived. Mm-hmm. So we would do that like before Christmas, the week before Christmas. And I remember we had, you know, eight kids, lots of grandkids, but they were all older than me because my mom was the youngest. My older cousins would watch these fucked up movies in the den because my grandma had cable and none of us had cable. I feel like everyone has that story with yes. their older cousins. Don't we all have that story like at the sleepover and you got yeah. dragged into the room after everyone fell asleep and they're like, shh. They fuck you up, yeah, man. They, they, yeah. Mine, by the by the way, was the early HBO comedy special, Andrew Dice Clay, <laughs> the Dice Man cometh. <laughs> Hickory dickory duck. Oh. So I walk into the den, and my older cousins, because you know all the adults are in the dining room, they don't give a shit what we're doing. Yeah. I walk in, and it's a scene <laughs> where a kid is sledding down a hill, and a dude dressed as Santa steps out in front of him. And swings an axe at him, decapitates the kid. The head rolls down the hill, and his friends waiting at the bottom of the hill are like, yay, and then they see the head and they freak out. That's my only memory of the movie, and I literally, I think I screamed and ran out of the den because I was a kid who, you know, I I was still into all that shit. I'm into Santa. Are we watching this tonight? We should. I mean, this sounds good. I want to watch it as an adult just to kind of squelch that trauma. (laughs) And don't listen. I love my cousins. They're some of my best friends in the world. But yeah, they would fuck you up as a kid because they're older and they're like, "Hey, you want to watch this?" I uh, also got to remind people because it's a great excuse to watch the movie. I feel like when there's a Christmas theme, too, you're more apt to be like, "Okay, I'll watch it again." Because really, Christmas is only in vogue for like a month, yeah, right? It's kind of like ha- it's kind of like Halloween, right? Yeah. It's, it's a quick season, so you get into it quick. Um, Gremlins. It's a Christmas movie. Fuck off. It's like Die Hard. It's a Christmas Gizmo movie. is a Christmas present. Gizmo is a Christmas present. Christmas is like two seconds of that movie. The, the entire trauma. There's an entire scene. I shit you not. In Gremlins, where we discuss a childhood trauma of Billy's girlfriend and how her dad died in the chimney oh my God. dressed as Santa. That's so fucked up. Because he wanted to shimmy down it. Like, remember we all had that fucking dream as a kid that, like, he actually came down? Yeah. So in this movie, let's That's just let's talk this belief. Billy's girlfriend in the middle of this monster movie tells this traumatic story about how dad died on Christmas and that's why she hates Christmas. The whole thing. I know you're not thinking about it. It's low-key a Christmas movie. It even shows my favorite scene, which is what? The small town bar. That's open on Christmas. Yeah. Because there are lonely people yes. who want to have a drink. On Christmas. And the bar is dingy and it's got smoke and there's a few Christmas lights strung from it. Every small town has one of these. Yep. I know. See, now you're thinking twice. Gremlins is a fucking Christmas movie. I'm telling you, watch it now. It's going to have a whole new menu. It's snowing. There's Christmas trees. Just because we don't have a radio station 
to talk on anymore. Right. I'm going to I'm going to say this because it has bothered me every freaking year Ooh. since the first movie came out. What are you going for? You guys. Santa Claus is yeah. a person and his Santa Claus is spelled C L A U S. Okay. That's how you spell his name. There's no e on the end of it. Is there not? A clause Oh boy. Is different than Santa Claus. That's, and goddamn that Tim Allen movie, everybody spells Santa Claus with an E at the end. I mean, and that, I'm a grammar snob. <laughs> Knock it off. That is not how it works. I mean, hold on. That's what I was going to say is I'm thinking right now is is to the, the movie. The Santa a, Claus. The Santa Claus, which of course is all a about. A clause is a contract, yeah. you guys, with an E at Man, the end. This is stuff that like keeps it you up at night. It pisses me huh? off. Yes, because I see, I see people, <laughs> adv- even around Listen here. They're advertising like, you know, these these retirees, these snowbirds are like, we'll dress up as Santa and Mrs. Claus and come to your place for a hundred bucks. And they spell it with an E. And I'm like, I couldn't hire you just based on that. Stop it. Santa Claus with an E is a movie about a contract. Santa Claus without an E is a person. And listen, she hires a lot of Santas during her. All the time. I have to be very picky about it. As a lamestream news reporter, let me tell you, she's she's very much involved in hiring the Santas for the local uh, boys and girls club. I had this irrational hate towards Tim Allen for years because of this, because I feel like it's There's a lot of reasons to hate on Tim Allen. I'm not not quite sure that's one of them, right? I, I mean, I'm telling. I, I I've been watching all this stuff. I even watched shit you not, man. In sync playing right there, right? I watched of um a very boy band Christmas. Oh my god! It's on. I believe it's on Disney Plus, right? And it's so well. There's no shortage of shitty Christmas specials. It's so cheesy that I apparently started it last year and only made it like ten minutes in. And I picked up this year where I ended last year and I got like another 20 minutes in and then I had to turn it off. Maybe one of these years you'll finish it. You know what I've noticed too is that the, because you know, the Lifetime Christmas movies are like a running joke for for white people. I am. Well, they are. I am also having fun watching on Discovery Plus because we have Discovery Plus and they're just like, here's the home of all that shitty Christmas holiday films. I watched the trailers for all the shitty rom-com Christmas films, because they're so bad. They are. But and you get like a little action-packed yeah. sequence of how bad they are. So what I found is that, you know, the Lifetime Hallmark Christmas movies, that became a thing. Yeah. And it's a now thing. I've noticed that not only are the streaming platforms creating their own shitty Christmas movies, the networks are. Oh, yeah, yeah, There are literal, and I'm yeah. not going to say which network, because it's the one I work for. <laughs> But I've noticed preservation. I noticed that they're they're this month they have like the Hallmark Christmas movies, but they're yeah. on the network. Yeah. Like that's how much of a thing it's become. That's how much of a cash cow mm-hmm. these lifetime Hallmark movies they have know. become. They know. They okay. know what they're doing. And and the stories are ridiculous. I, it's like it what was the it was like a yoga teacher gets hot in her studio and runs yeah. outside and meets a cold man and they fall in love at Christmas. It's very weird. It's, I found, it's just um, a, it's a stretch. I found a good one the other day it was on the one of the Discovery Plus apps. The trailer was the chick finds one man when she's looking for a Christmas tree. And then on the way home, she gets into an accident because of the Christmas tree on the car. Well, let me guess. Another man helps and her. And then she falls in love with that yeah. man. She has to choose. Uh-uh. Because they're brothers. Oh, that's right. Oh, she, for fun. She shows up and it turns out <laughs> the two guys she met and fell in love with are now brothers. 
I could watch. I'm telling you, if you don't want to see, like, you know, I'm not watching those, but they're so fucking ridiculous. And they they legit, they bring me joy because they're so terrible. They're so bad. I watch the trailers for anyone who has streaming apps, right? Look, right next to the play button, there's that little button that goes, you want to watch a trailer? Watch three minutes of this shit. You don't it's, need to watch the whole you movie. You don't just, need it. You get because this, you know what? It always has a happy ending. So I, you really don't need to watch the movie. I feel like, you know how every actor used to have the bad commercial that they booked, yes. right? Steve Carell shilling for like Brown's Chicken in Chicago. Yeah. Everyone had that local commercial. Um, and now we don't shoot those anymore. There's no more commercials. No. So I feel like now every big star is going to have to have gone through the Christmas movie portal. And we're like in, in, in five years... We're going to have a new big star, and we're going to be like, do you remember when you starred in a Lifetime Christmas special, a snowman made for me? So here's the funny thing is that I follow I follow an actress on Twitter that, yeah. you know, we just, we're like-minded, and she's not, if I said her name, you wouldn't know who she so is. So she's not a fan, it's not like Julia no, Roberts No, but yeah. she's, she's an actress. Does she have a blue check mark? Yes, but she paid for it. Obviously. Oh, it doesn't count. <laughs> that doesn't matter doesn't anymore. Doesn't count anymore. Um, but yeah, I follow her, and she was in. She hasn't been in film for years. She was in one Hallmark movie before they were a big deal. Be- I mean, this is just when they were a thing, but they weren't a thing. Yeah, Do you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? They happened, but nobody gave a shit. Sure. She was in one Christmas Hallmark Lifetime movie. Yeah. And every year, she starts tweeting about all these people just discovered this Hallmark Lifetime Christmas movie they I was start in. Tweeting at and she's like, the only time people recognize me is from mm. that Christmas yeah. movie. And she goes, of course, they don't recognize me the yeah. rest of the year because they're not watching it, but they see it and they're like, oh shit, that's you. Welcome to my life from one episode of fucking Ghost Hunters. <laughs> Why do you think I grew out the beard? I'm like, it'll just throw people off. <laughs> but I mean, I guess as an actor, I mean, or as an artist, I mean, any, she gets residuals. I mean, from I was it. gonna say, like, you know, you, we're all one day for the most part. Let's be honest, folks. No one's gonna remember us. No, there's no one, myself, present company included, that's making any kind of a mark on this world big enough. <laughs> no, we're very forgettable, right? I mean, unless we're we're talking big characters in the world, I think one day we're all gonna go the way of, of the dodo in the history books. So fuck it, man. If you're known as the person that fell in love with Santa when you went to the mall with your baby cousin. And somehow ended up on his lap. Yeah, go for it. That's you. The Pat and AJ Podcast Network is available on all your favorite audio platforms. Subscribe today. Follow Pat and AJ on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook now at Pat and AJ. PatandAJ.com. Support the Pat and AJ Podcast Network today by donating on Venmo or Cash App. Powered by the people. The Pat and AJ Podcast.